0: Hi, I'm Carrie Spaulding, the 30-something coach, and my guests today are Alan Linick and Claire Meyer of At We Fought About. At We Fought About is a Twitter page with Alan and Claire logging all of their fights, and while it's totally hilarious, it also has some pretty interesting messages about communication and relationships and all kinds of stuff. So thank you so much, Alan and Claire, for talking with me today. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So your very, very first tweet was on August 30th, and I'm going to read it. It was, yesterday I sent Claire a Snapchat of myself as a panda. I know she opened it and was super patient, but she didn't comment on it at all. That is true. (laughs) Are we still in this fight, or is it over? It was a bizarre Snapchat.
2: (laughs) I saved the Snapchat. I still have it if you want it. If
1: anybody
0: wants to what it looked like. So you have proof of of the... Oh, yeah, I have proof. So, I'm really curious, you know, how how did it start that you decided that you were going to post this, not only post it on social media, but make a brand new social media account just to post this? (laughs) Um,
1: geez, well, that's the thing. I wish we had a cooler, like, putting it together story, but it kind of just fell into place because we had a fight that we don't even remember what it was now because we didn't write it down. Um, and we were just talking about afterwards like, geez, if we posted about it, no one would believe that that was a real fight we had. And that kind of spurred the idea. Alan made the account.
2: Yeah, we, well, Claire said that and uh, it kind of started this discussion of like, I don't think anyone's doing that. Like, that, That's not a thing that's, to, to our knowledge, is being done. So uh, we thought it'd be funny uh, if we recorded some of them because I bet that the origins of a lot of our fights are a lot simpler, dumber, and (laughs) not worth fighting over. So we just started doing it, and then it turns out we were right, and most of them are simple, dumb, and not really worth fighting about.
0: So, you know, it... It went. It started out as as just the okay. This will be interesting to log, and very very quickly you just went viral. You have something like twenty twenty one thousand followers to date. Um, yeah, we're at the
1: aquarium, and I told Am like people from new york magazine are following us five people from new york magazine are following us and we had hardly any followers we're like, yeah. well that's crazy i was like
2: oh that's cool otters and then we went <laughs> to look at otters and then by the time we were we were like sitting in the lunch like the cafeteria yeah it was the food was terrible but the mu- the aquarium was amazing um we were sitting in the cafeteria and we got an email.
1: I liked my lunch that day. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, well,
2: mine was awful. Uh, um, we got an email while we were at lunch at the aquarium uh, from a friend of ours whose sister works at New York Magazine saying that she might be interested in interviewing us about the account. And she did... And when that article dropped uh, in New York Magazine, it, everything just kind of, like, spiraled out of control. And we ended up on the radio. Um, TV. Oh, yeah. Uh, Good Morning America.
1: You never, uh, yeah, we you never to thought this would like, happen. We have no idea. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. A lot of articles were written that we didn't, no one even told us about, we just found them later or like people would send them to us. Yeah,
1: our photos from my Facebook would be like the headline photo. (laughs) I
0: would be like, what is this? So, so this happened really suddenly and you know, putting yourself, putting yourself out there on any kind of a platform, even if you're not expecting to go viral, takes a certain amount of vulnerability. Um, And I'm, I'm curious, you kind of find yourself in this situation now where you're up, you know, you're being seen by all of these people. Is that ever challenging for you? And how do you deal with the vulnerability piece of it?
1: Both of us were very shocked at how we personally responded to it. I was shocked at my response.
2: I wasn't shocked at your response. And
1: I wasn't shocked at your response, but I was uh, shocked by his own response. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it, it seems like we both knew how the other person was going to go, because I was like, we got to do every interview. This is the funnest time of my life. And I burned out after like two days, but at first I was like, this is great. <laughs> and I was like, we just need to move.
2: Yeah, we're I going was like, to the woods. this was a huge mistake, and we should tell everyone no. And
1: uh. yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> and so we were a good balance for each other, thank goodness. But it did get it got a little vulnerable. Not what we were posting, what we we're posting, I wouldn't say is that personal because it's just the catalyst. Mm-hmm. But the way people were talking about us, whether negative or positive, still felt a little bit, you know. Yeah,
2: it was weird, too
1: personal. It was
2: weird to see people uh posting comments or like um tweeting at us or whatever and knowing that they didn't realize like, they, that they didn't think of us as just two people. They thought of us as, like, these, the we fought about folks. Um, so it was, inter- it, was, it was interesting to see how that allowed people, I think the internet allows people to be a lot, either a lot meaner or a lot nicer than they actually have the capability of being in real life.
0: That's so interesting so, that you say or a lot nicer, right? What do you mean yeah. what do you mean by that?
2: I think uh the anonymity that the internet can provide you, uh, either makes it either makes it easier for you to be completely selfless, uh, in terms of how you treat other people, because there in a lot of ways on the internet there are no consequences for your actions. Mm-hmm. Um unless you're doing something horribly illegal or something like that but so at the end of the day what it means is that your kindness comes from you if you're being kind hmm. uh and then at the same time if you're cruel or mean no one can really tie it back to you so there, there aren't as many social rules on the internet as there there's are. there's no accountability anyway. either way. yeah
0: and it's it's interesting because I've you know I have never heard anyone talk about the kindness side of that. You hear about people talking about how how you know, and you were even just saying how people don't think of you as people necessarily. But Right. I'm curious how the extra kindness side has come up for you.
2: Sure. Yeah, I I think like cuz it, it's easy to forget that uh you know when you see someone in person and you're being polite to them, it's because there's, uh, those sort of rules are in place where like, we're both in the same place, we're both human beings, we're looking at each other uh, manners, this sort of sense of propriety. But on the Internet, no one really has to do that. There's no, there's no repercussions for not following that. So it, I think it really says something about someone who, when they have that mask on, that like kind of mask of the internet, that they still continue to do to act on their moral compass instead of just going, just doing whatever. Yeah. What a great that quote one. started out really good, and then I trailed off really hard at the, the end. I love it. So sorry, sorry about it.
0: So how do you deal with it when uh, when you have those like vulnerability hits? Um, you know you mentioned it, like, at first, you were like, this is awesome, and then you just wanted to move to the woods and never come out again. So, you are in a spotlight. How do you deal with it? That was a, that was another
2: one where I think our uh, reactions were, I knew how you would feel, and I, I didn't know how I would feel.
1: Yeah. I mean, thank goodness we had each other. But I would have gotten viral alone. I think I would have burnt out and just, like, Disappeared by the end of it, but like, thank goodness we had each other as a team. I don't know, and I was very vulnerable throughout. I'm just a very, very tender creature, <laughs> and so that was. I take everything very personally and just like soak it in. And so it was a lot. And luckily, Alan is just not that way. He's very logical, very Volkin.
2: Like I had, I had fun with it.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. I uh. I kind of enjoyed i I think I did I think I enjoyed the the negative comments more than the positive ones. How come um because when how come yeah uh because when when's positive to you or to I guess to me I shouldn't only speak for myself, but when people were positive uh the only real response for me was like thank you or like thumbs up or uh like. We could favorite tweets yeah. and stuff, so I did that. But when people were negative, I I got to like be negative too. And the the most fun way for me to do that was if someone would say something bad about me, uh, or us, or yeah. the Twitter, or our haircuts, or whatever. Probably
1: just me. <laughs> probably
2: probably Claire's haircut. Claire's haircut got a lot of attention. Um. But when that would happen, I would uh, I would sign into an account that they wouldn't recognize me from, and I would pile on. So I would kind of egg people on and like agree with them no matter what horrible things they were saying. And it, it was that was fun for me. That made it more like a game and less like a yeah. a, a reflection or a conversation or anything. It
1: was so funny. We did a TV interview and like you guys have had a lot of haters on the internet. Like check this out and they did a screenshot and i was like oh that's that's just me saying those things
2: yeah they <laughs> they posted screenshots of people who were hating on us and i was one of the people that they <laughs> screenshot
0: and that was really hard to explain to them yeah <laughs> well so and and just to kind of explain to our viewers a little bit you both have a background and we share a background in improvisation and mm-hmm. that's actually how we got connected interestingly enough and you actually kind of reacted from the cardinal rule of improv, yes and, and wrote a a pretty cool article about that, uh, which we can link to. But I'm interested in hearing sort of what is, if you can explain the concept of yes and, and how that showed up for you, how your improv ended up helping you get through this, get through the haters. Sure. Well, in an improv
1: scene, if it's a shouting match, Usually coming to an agreement. like, if someone just keeps shouting at you, like, about how stupid you are, it's just, like, a very easy move to be, like, yes, you're right, I'm an idiot. And if you're in agreement, it's like, you have nothing to shout about anymore in that scene. So then it can come back to, like, a relationship and a dialogue, like, between the two of you. And that's just, like, I mean, that's, like, anything. And with this, like, when Alan would go on and be, like, they're the worst, they'd be, like, well, hang on, wait a second, what? (laughs) Like... Yeah, and kind they, of calm down and, like, look at both sides of it instead. Be like, well, we don't know them.
0: <laughs> Which is so funny.
2: They, so uh, when, you matched, yeah, the,
0: when you matched their level, they would actually yeah. be the ones to pull it back down. <laughs> Got well, nowhere else it's, to go. <laughs> it's when
2: you, I think it's when you exceed their level that they start, like, alarm bells start to go off. They're
0: like, wait a minute. Then, <laughs> that's too much. And then
2: they, they overcorrect back down to probably where they should have been to begin with. Yeah. Um but so yeah that, that rule is basically like if uh if I'm saying yes and you're saying no, um we we can go back and forth like that but we're never gonna make any progress. Um but if you say no and I say no, now we can skyrocket to no land or if I say yes and you say yes we can rocket to yes land. And it's always yes better land. yes land. Yes land where everything is yes. Um, it's always better to go, to be in motion and make progress, um, than to deadlock because at least, like, at least when I was agreeing that we sucked, uh, I had the control, like I had the ability to contribute something and, and it, it was, like I said, it was fun for me because I I could be like, yes, we do suck. (laughs) And uh, and here's, like, even more reasons why we're here's awful. Here's
1: a list why. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, as opposed to arguing which would... I mean, we've all seen those YouTube threads or whatever that go on for just comments and comments and people end up calling each other idiots and talking about each other's mothers and nothing gets done that way. And nobody's mind gets changed and nobody's having a good time. And it's just, why? Like, why would do that when I can just... Pretend to enjoy it, and then I will enjoy it.
0: So, and I don't I, I, I love that by by. You always of- start. <laughs> Was that Claire? I said Alan always starts so strong
2: with this idea. And then they all end with like, "Was that okay? Did that? Did I do it? Was that good? All right."
0: Uh, so. So when you know, not not only yes-anding the comments about you, not only did it diffuse them or shift them, but it also allowed you to kind of feel like you were playing instead of just kind of like yeah. going into a hole of being attacked and and it I made mean, it as ridiculous as it should have been.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's a
0: great that's a great quote right there. As ridiculous like, as like one should of have
1: the been. people that really honestly hurt my feelings in the first time when with what he was saying Alan started tweeting at him and I was like not him not him he's my nemesis it turns out he's like a 14 year old boy who's just working through life and it just became like almost adorable by the end of it oh
0: wow so and kudos to you for for being able to see it that way I'm curious you know, what advice would you have to somebody out there who maybe has an idea or they want to put themselves out there, whether it's write a blog or or go up on any kind of a platform and they're scared of, of the attack and they're not maybe professional improvisers, um, but, but what advice would you have for them?
2: Um, I think, well, first of all, if you're producing anything creative or putting yourself like I way. way, uh, I think you just have to go, come into it with the knowledge that, first of all, not everyone's going to like what you do. That's just the way it is. Um, you know, there's 7 billion people on Earth, who knows how many of them, with Internet access at this point. And someone's not going to like it if they see it. Mm-hmm. And you just have to be prepared to accept that. And then the second thing, I think, is that... It's not, it doesn't have to be a fight or, like, a personal attack. Um, It only becomes personal when you allow it to, in a way.
1: Yeah. And really, I mean, birds are going to squawk whether you do something or not. People are always going to be, like, saying nasty things. You might as well be doing what you really dig and let them talk about that if they must.
2: Yeah, I think if if you're coming at something from the perspective of, uh, I want to do this so that people will like me or like it, then probably putting it in a public forum isn't the right way to do it. There's there's other ways to put out material if you're focused on making a specific group of people enjoy whatever the product is or themselves or you. So it's
0: really detaching your your value from whatever feedback you get you're going there are going to be haters it's like it's a guarantee that oh yeah if more than 5 people see you there will be haters um, but that it's not about a quest for affirmation or or attack it's just about sort of doing your thing and doing kind of being well, sure, able to, to you- separate it from your own value
2: it's yeah. It's been interesting for us to go through this because it's like uh, now when I read about something that I don't like or like I see something like this that I don't like, um, it's like an eye-opener for me because you think about every meal you've ever had that you didn't enjoy, somebody made that for you. Um, every shirt you've ended up with that you hated the design of, like somebody designed that shirt. Mm-hmm. So you like if you come at it from the perspective of like how many things do i dislike and if the people who made that stuff took all of that so personally then none of the things that we see around us would ever mm-hmm. exist
1: and it's just like with our fights like does that make sense that you that, did okay, it. okay. <laughs> But the catalyst, like, that's never what our fight is about. That's never where it ends up. And it's the same thing with those, like, internet comments. That's not what they're mad about. They're not, they don't hate us. They don't know us. Like, they're going through something else. They're doing their own thing and they're just using an outlet. Well, and and thank goodness – I love it. I love thank goodness. What's that? <laughs> Thank goodness we gave them that outlet, I guess. Oh, yeah. Good.
0: Somebody, they had to go somewhere. All that energy had to go somewhere. Yes. The, so way,
2: the way I made it fun, I guess, was like, if they don't know me well enough to know that I'm the one making fun <laughs> of myself, I'm the one who's on their team. If they don't know me well enough to know that that's me, then their opinion doesn't matter to me.
0: It sounds like you guys are so grounded, and I'm wondering, is it something that comes naturally to you, or is it something that you've had to cultivate to, to kind or is it something that you cultivate every day? Like, you get knocked, and then you kind of remind yourself of these things.
1: Yeah, I'm not a grounded person. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can come to a grounded
1: place. And I can be logical about it, but there will still be comments where I'm like, like even today, if someone would say something like, you don't know, like I'll still go through all the emotions and I'll land in a grounded place. But there's 10 or 12 emotions right before that. Alan knows that.
2: Yeah, I think that's okay. And that's okay. I, I think mean, it's, it's, it's just okay. a journey,
1: really, as long as you land where you want to land. Yeah. So I'm, and usually, I'm, well, even when I'm being ridiculous, I'm like, I know I'll get there, but I'm just going to allow this moment of just, like, pure passion.
0: So letting nah. yourself go there, letting yourself feel the feelings and kind of, like, go a little bit nuts and be like, okay, we're going to have this, and then we'll, yeah. and then we'll <laughs> be calm again. Yeah. I also wanted to ask you, you know, you mentioned it's rarely about, just like the fights aren't actually about the Snapchat, something in my... Theater com- and I, my improv company that will sometimes do is say, you know, stop. What is this scene really about, right? Because on stage, <laughs> if if a couple is having a fight about cereal, it's not about the cereal, and the same in life, I would imagine. You know, it's it's so. I'm curious, what do you think the fights are really about? Not just for you, but what are the what are the things that are sort of underneath the the Snapchat and the the all of the, yeah. the little things that manage to somehow be the instigators. I mean, a lot of it I think is like, geez, it could be anything you have a bad, it could be as like
1: simple in a short term as you've had a bad day at work. You had a bad interaction. Your outlet is the person who you're closest with. <laughs> like usually that's Alan for me. And like, usually it's always Alan. Okay. All right. It's always Alan. And long term stuff is just like, you know, different stuff you're insecure about or, you know, anything from far back is like I had one fight with Alan where I ended up telling him, I'm like, I think I was trying to finish an old fight. I had five years ago. Honestly, I think I was still trying to win that Hmm. or like almost fight for myself then. And it's so interesting. The stuff that you like, when you really look back, it's like, there's no way I was that mad about Alan about that situation. I was fighting an old fight for myself.
0: And our partners bring that out in us, right. (laughs) In kind of magical ways. Yeah. So, I mean, it can be anything, really. So, it can be pretty hard to find the humor in fights that are actually about something real. Um, And even with a little distance, a lot of people have trouble doing that. So, I'm curious how you go about finding the funny or being able to go through that process after the fight. And kind of come to a place of agreement.
2: I think that's... Honestly, that's probably the reason we're still doing it. Um, Is because having to boil it down to, you know, 140 characters. And then put that in a post. It kind of forces us to backtrack through the fight once it's over. And see, like where things became bigger than they should have been, where the miscommunications were, um why it started in the first place and really really put those things to bed, just kind of let them go. And um once that tweet for us anyway, once the tweet goes up, that fight is dead. Like there it's that's over. Um so I think that's important, too, because unless you come back and really figure out what's happening and discuss where you're going next, then the the fight's not really over. You've just stopped, you know.
1: And it'll be back in three days, maybe yeah. two months, but it'll be back. Well, the other thing I think that helps a lot is we're not laughing at how the person felt during the fight. We're not laughing at what the person said during the fight, you know? It's never, we're not chuckling at, like, Alan's expense or anything. It's just the small thing that started this fight. And it's usually, like, if it is a painful fight, if it's a, you know, a longer fight or whatever, if we go back, it's like, oh, please don't tell me that's what started it. That can't be it. Like, when we figure it out, like, that's incredible. <laughs>
2: yeah. It also takes some of the teeth out of getting into fights in the future, or like standing up for ourselves in a way, because if you, before you even bring something up or react to something, you already know that when the fight is over, it's going to get talked about, it's going to get figured out, and then probably we're going to laugh about it. It may, it I takes all- And possibly
0: the- tweet about it, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and possibly a short
2: tweet, and possibly a little tweet that um,
1: everybody will weigh in on.
2: Huh? Yeah, that that, that twenty two thousand people will see. <laughs> um, it takes it takes a lot of the stigma out of fighting. There's no like, it doesn't feel dangerous anymore. It just feels like it's just part of uh, part
0: of the communication, part of the process. So, it's had a huge impact on your relationship. Just just this this process and it sounds like your your communication and your kind of trust in each other that you're going to come back to each other has has really increased and i think that's such an amazing takeaway for anyone out there who's who's watching or listening maybe your thing and probably your thing is because now it's been done is not going to be to tweet about it but what an amazing thing to sort of find some way with your partner to put it to bed Right. So like whatever your own way of processing it and kind of putting it to bed so that you can move on and know, you know, that that fight is not us. That fight is just a thing that happens. If that
2: means tweeting about it, you promise not to sue anybody.
0: Okay. It's okay. Awesome. So it's, you know, it strengthened your relationship. I'm curious what you think at We Fought About and what you maybe heard direct feedback uh, that At we thought about has provided your followers or provides other people?
1: My favorite thing that I, I heard back people were like, I relate so much to this and it makes my relationship feel more normal. Mm-hmm. Because we all have these fights, like we know we're having these fights, but no one will talk about them. So I always felt like, well, we must have the most fights and we must have the most bizarre fights. And we are not this picture, a perfect couple. What are we doing? And it was so nice to hear that everybody's like, oh, we've had that fight
0: ten times. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it
1: just, I don't know, we're like all doing the same thing. We're just not allowed to talk about it.
0: <laughs> and it can be, it can be embarrassing in, in a very lonely way and almost shameful when you're in a relationship and, and you're having, I certainly relate to this, you know, you're having a fight and you're even, you have that little voice in the back of your head that's saying, Really? Like actually, yeah. really, we're screaming right now about about this thing, and even even knowing that that's a silly thing, maybe to be fighting about, um, it can, it can feel yeah. like what's wrong with us. So, what mm-hmm. a gift to be able to share with people. You know, this is this happens. This is you know. I think that's maybe what it the core that it gets to for people yeah. is like I've had that fight before. Yeah. yeah, and not
1: only have we all had it, like, let's all just have a good laugh about it and move on.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I think part of it is, like, if you have a big fight about baby carrots, and then you walk away from the fight and don't talk about it, the the mistake might be to be like, well, I guess I'm never bringing up baby carrots again. Yeah. But that's not really what the issue was. And until you talk it out, you won't know. You just won't know. And then no one gets to have baby carrots, and then everyone's miserable. Which
0: is just sad, like because a, baby carrots sounds like a great are great. Okay, well. <laughs> so, and and I'm curious if it gives you sort of a, a lexicon, like a private language lexicon. Do you ever have, like, this is a baby carrot moment for me, you know, or this is, this is, does the, does the, does the Twitter feed end up becoming a vocabulary that you draw from, or is it sort of, like, done and never referenced again?
1: Kind yeah, they never referenced seconds. again. Yeah, yeah. Not, never really referenced again. Uh, we have found that in the middle of fights, there'll be a little bit of embarrassment. Like if Alan realizes that something has gotten a little bizarre and maybe he started it, he'll just start saying, no, oh, we're not going again. This isn't a fight. We're not in a fight. This isn't a fight."
2: Mostly because <laughs> <laughs> you know we got a post, crazy
1: man. You know we
2: did. Mostly because I don't want it to be on the Twitter.
1: Right. This, so yeah, like this one doesn't count. Nothing ends a fight like saying over and
0: over again, we're not fighting.
2: (laughs) That's sarcasm.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So any other, um, for our listeners or readers out there, any final thoughts that you want to leave people with?
2: Uh, I feel like I talked for a really long time, and my final thought is that I apologize for going on so many monologues.
0: Well, thank you for sharing your monologues with us. Uh, Okay. My final thought is just, I don't have. Uh, be bold.
2: Ooh, that's good.
1: Be, be bold. bold. Be bold. Excellent. I have an awful accent. Maybe you should say the word. Bold. Bold. You did it. I did it.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me. Claire Meyer and Alan Linnick live in Chicago and run at We Fought About. You can follow them on Twitter, and I am Carrie Spalding, the thirty-something coach. You can visit me at www.carriespalding.com. Thanks so much for talking to me, Clara and Allen.
2: Thank you. Thank you.